0: Cheers, bro. Cheers. Hope you enjoy it. Wow. It's so strange that you can make your own. I think that's wild.
1: I'm always impressed because it tastes like it's off the top. When you go to a brewery and it's just Mm -hmm. like, this is fresh. Yeah. You know? It doesn't have that like shipped
0: carbonation kind of thing. And that was the thing I was going to say because it's like, we're in a generation, and again, I don't know what it was like before microbrews became a huge Mm -hmm. thing. But well, we're in a situation right now where we all have had, or many of us have had, these really fresh, like beers that weren't like sent through that crazy yeah, process. Yeah.
1: It's something so, I didn't even know about. You know? It's like, oh, you get a beer, you go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And you like try like, hey, there we brew is. this here. This is like homemade. this is right off the tap.
0: Home. I'm Dietrich Hunter and this is Curate Curiosity. Yeah! yeah. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Hello again, back at Best Trip, Worst Trip, this time with my buddy Steven. Um, Steven, thanks for having us at your spot. You want to tell the people a little bit about yourself and what we're sipping on today?
1: I guess I'm not one to talk about myself, but I'm a... (laughs) Engineer, by by trade, I have a degree.
0: Um, <laughs> he didn't just walk in and say, "I'm an engineer," and they like gave him the keys yeah. to I mean, engineer it, things. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's not exactly that easy.
0: But yeah, so we are sipping a Bavarian Hefeweizen.
1: I brewed it as as a little hobby of mine. And, and what are your thoughts, Dietrich?
0: How did I do? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go full beer sommelier right now. Smell it. Got like you know strong um, you know medium bubbles good mouth feel it's got <laughs> that
1: nutty good notes you know
0: nutty notes it's uh it's it's a full blown Bavarian hefeweizen it's yeah. good clarity I feel like um yeah it's it's ready to go
1: so this is my third beer that I've <laughs> brewed um <laughs> not today not today <laughs> yeah I usually like brew a nice set and then a takes me about a couple months to drink and then
0: the next one sweet sweet well we're glad to be here excited to hear about your best trip where's trip before we do let's learn a little bit more about you via some icebreaker questions so as usual we'll get started with the little one gotta go um, I think category I want to go with first is for sure fast food staple cornerstone of every travel, especially domestically for us, uh, coming out of Chicago. So which one gotta go Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's or Burger King? Stephen,
1: I gotta go McDonald's Ooh. for sure. Ooh. I would, I would be okay. Never having McDonald's again for the rest of my life. Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me why I'm, I might be convinced. Uh, well, what are we dealing with here? Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A stands head and shoulders above those three. Mm-hmm. So there, there's no way I'm getting rid Chick- Chick-fil-A. Okay. Um, Taco Bell, I got a little soft spot in my heart. You know, <clears throat> the, the, what was it? They called it the fourth meal or something like that <clears throat> of the day. Um, but regardless, the reason I'm taking McDonald's out is because uh, the last time I had McDonald's, let's just say, did not agree with me. <laughs> and...
0: Yeah. I don't want to live that again. (laughs) Interesting. I don't want to live that again. I would have to opt against that uh, only because there's not one time I can remember that I've had Taco Bell that it did agree (laughs) with me. So while it is great going in, it is always a situation on the back end. You know which back end I'm talking about. So, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like... Tubed meats comes to mind when I think of Taco Bell. Um, Dog meat, some people say. I'm not hating on Taco Bell. Again, delicious. But quality of life and quality of meat go hand in hand. Don't at me. Another question. Which one got to go? Mosquitoes, gnats, roaches, or spiders? Now, I've asked this to a couple people. I think that there is only one right answer.
1: Roaches and spiders don't bother me. They may bother some people, but they don't bother
0: me. We gotta talk about that. Okay.
1: Um, (laughs) Gnats. I don't know if I really come in contact with gnats Mm. too much. I mean, I guess I'm just like kind of stalling at this point. But it it has to be the mosquitoes, right? I mean, my man. They. Let's go. One right answer. It it is the (laughs) most annoying insect to deal with by far oh, no, wherever you go like even just like when we went camping that one time it was like just every day where's the bug repellent just Boom. spraying yourself down on top of the sweat on top of the sunscreen battling mosquitoes
0: there it is enough said i mean spiders i mean yeah you might run into a spider web here and there cowboy plan, whatever right not a big big deal Roaches, I mean, really gross. So I, I wouldn't say they don't bother me. They definitely bother me. <laughs> but they don't bother me currently, right? So because they don't bother me currently, like outside, out of sight, out of mind, you have roaches, get an exterminator. We'll figure that out, right? But that's like a, a move, you know what I mean? Like, just like swift, get it under the rug or out of the rug or out, outside. I think like, man, like gnats, numerous. But, like, the worst interaction you have with gnats is you're like, you don't know that they're there. You're walking by and you're like, mm-hmm. walking to a There's that like one cloud of like, rock, right, you know? You right. I mean, that's not then the end of the world. Exactly. Mosquitoes find you. If you're sleeping outside, they're coming for you, right? That's a nightmare. If the windows open, they're coming for you. They might be bringing malaria, West Nile, like, who knows? Like, it's a no brainer. Solid. So we got one more. This one's a little more complex, I think, that I want to make sure I read it just to make sure I get it verbatim. So one more. One gotta go. Uh, People who don't return shopping carts. People who talk to you in restrooms, aka maybe they don't know you. Um, C, people who make meetings just to make meetings. And the last one, people who drop trash in public. Which one? Gotta go
1: those are all super good um the people that are dropping trash in public feel like they're just it's just lazy yeah it's just so lazy and andconsider and, and I, I feel like I have to answer with that one
0: wow
1: um even though as I deal with meetings about four hours a day you know what mm-hmm. my job and half of them are just meetings to make meetings so we can, you know, align on something. Mm -hmm. And it's a nightmare, but Hmm. I mean, I I at least, I understand the reason behind it. Like, they just want to, like, knock out, like, oh, this is, you know, a little question I might have. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not necessary to invite 10 people on the meeting. (laughs) I only need to talk to one guy, and it could be an email. Right, especially nowadays where you're, like, all virtual. The intention is there. People people that leave the carts it's annoying, but it's not like really hurting anyone. Yeah. I guess it's just like, that's,
0: I think the real question I have for all these is like what skills are embedded here and what, what can be easily unlearned? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, the, like making meetings thing, there are ways to solve that. Like quick email response, whatever, maybe whatever. But then people who talk to you in restaurants, I think that that's for me. Um, don't dig it, I just don't <laughs> dig it. Unless I like know you and we have like a reason like you're coming, Like it's just awkward. Like ski resorts, uh, rest areas, gas stations, like there's no need for us to like bond. There's not been one story that I've ever had or heard from people It's like, <laughs> how'd you meet Brett? Oh, we met in this bathroom that one time and he, you know, said he liked my shoes or that his daughter goes to that school or whatever. That just doesn't happen. So it's just one of those things where it's like like a very zero-sum game and I feel like it's such a set of person, um, like uncle, dad age, that it's just like, gotta unlearn that. You gotta get out of... Like, you can't, like... And there's half of those people are wearing those, like, Nike Monarchs or those grass cutters, you know what I mean? Like that's a type of person. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're like full-blown Dad dad fits Uncles just like Mm-mm, I don't need it. I don't need your hello. I don't need your eye contact. I'm here to use the bathroom That's it So the time has come for us to hear about a mm-hmm. pair of trips from Steven um, so first off Steven uh, set the scene for, for one of your trips, uh, best or worst. <clears throat> where are we going for this trip? or where? So you we'll start off with the worst
1: All right. just to get it out of the way. Um, the scene was uh, first? I, uh, I left the country for the first time in my life Ooh. <clears throat> and um, I did so on a whim due to work frustrations. Worst trip, first trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. So imagine like I I don't even know if I had a passport at the time, to be honest, <laughs> What? but
0: it's like, man, the preparation of this trip sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm excited. But I'm not like giving you the, the background. It's like, mm. I'm,
1: I'm a work project. Um, mm. I am doing 12, 14 hour a day. Uh, just, you know, super frustrated. Um, I'm not typically a vacation guy in mm. general. So it took me to like this breaking point where it's like, I'm doing this. And it all kind of stemmed from a buddy of mine who just like out of the blue said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. If you want to join me, just say the word, yeah. book your flights, and then we'll split the hotels. You know, it's already already set the entire plan. Sweet. So some of it felt taken <clears throat> care of. Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say some of it. The entire trip was taken care of. I just right. needed to pay for the flight, you know, to get there. And then everything else was fine. Awesome. So it took to that stage for me to then take the leap and you know do my vacation leaving the country, mm-hmm. it was a fourteen-day trip yep. in Southeast Asia. We did Singapore, Bangkok, and Bali. First time. First time, yeah, Big going place. across the world. Um, and I remember like it's like Singapore, great, had an amazing time, and that's kind of what leads into it. and maybe like affected my second destination as to why it was the worst trip but second destination being being bangkok, bangkok. and i remember bangkok flying, i remember flying into the city and it was like a snapchat filter was just like gray on the world <laughs> because you come from like singapore which has like all these amazing like lights mm-hmm. and it's super clean and yeah. there's just like it's just it's visually stunning to just mm-hmm. walk around And then you go into Bangkok and it's just like brown gray, tilt over everything. You get off the plane. It's like, I want to say 90 to a hundred degrees Fahrenheit with like 90% humidity. And I'm just, I'm already like dreading. Like I I left something that was so comfortable Mm. and like familiar and beautiful to like, oh my God this is going to be a rough time
0: so is it safe to say that the comparison also made it like kind of exacerbated I think that's, the differences that's you a know? very fair comparison yeah. to say you know because yeah. when you're doing vacations
1: and, and like trips back to back you're naturally going to compare and contrast the two yeah
0: the worst thing to do is to have a great <laughs> expectation heading yeah. into somewhere yeah. that is just not great. <laughs> and to
1: start start like Like we stayed at the Marina Bay Sands for one night. Okay. And if you're familiar with that hotel, no. it's like one of the top ten hotels in the world. Oh, wow. It has like... Marina uh, Bay... Marina Bay Sands. Okay. Yeah. So it's a hotel. It's a giant hotel with um, an infinity pool on the roof nice. that overlooks the city skyline.
0: Marina building.
1: Yeah. Nice. That sounds insane. It's, it's beautiful, but that's not what we're talking about. But still, so, we're talking but, about. But bang. we are though kids.
0: It's <laughs> like so. Let me let me see if I can get like a quick like download of like the background. Right. Mm-hmm. So setting the stage again, making sure I heard you. A buddy reaches out. He's like, "Bro, come with me. 14 days, and you're in. You're like semi-prep based on his prep. You roll." You're like, let's get it. Three countries, 14 days. No, what? What's the worst that could happen? You're like, I mean, knowing this guy relatively well, and you're like, what are you, 20-something? 20, 20 26, okay. 27, so something you, like that. I mean, you could rent a car, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> it's all good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, okay, I just wanted to make sure I have that. And then the comparison so far, chapter one of the book, Singapore was a dream.
1: Singapore was awesome, and I also got to meet up with uh, one of my high school buddies. That it was already there, so it was like that familiarity that like we have a background and history. Yeah, yeah, no people, um, man. Yeah. Singapore has a lot of like Western influence, so mm. there's still like that familiarization of like okay. this is Western culture, you know. Interesting, I didn't um, know that. So <laughs> it felt you know a little more comfortable in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, the zoo was incredible. Um, Dang, just you know, the food was great. The visualization, like everything mm. they did, was just like
0: it was. It was stunning. And their Instagram Instagram filter would be like.
1: I would say vibrant, vibrant, or nice, high contrast. It was just like
0: the the, high the, the immediate yeah, the saturation change that yeah, you yeah. get when you hit the wand, yeah. right? Like, the like basic edit.
1: If if Singapore was here, it's like <laughs> as we're flying into Bangkok, it's just like the entire like mm. beam goes down. you hit the hit you with the inkwell. Yeah, yeah. 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 got gotcha. you. Cool. Um, but yeah, so then in Bangkok, it was every day was this constant battle of staying hydrated, <laughs> the entire morning. Sweat? What was it? So not only was it super hot mm. and super humid, mm. but Bangkok is this super dense, industrializing city. Yo. So I would say vehicle emissions are not a concern to mm. the people that live in Bangkok. Dude. And that stuff, it just keeps the heat in. It's putting a blanket over Shmary. an already hot environment. And it was just rough. It was rough to just walk around or do anything. Wow. And in fact, I don't even remember, like, much of what we
0: did. It was just, like, where's our next stop to get water? Um, <laughs> so you went from <laughs> Singapore, a beautiful destination, top 10 hotels, to surviving Bangkok, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: It was just, it was a really interesting contrast of both, like, third world and, like, first world, where it's, like, you have just people living mm-hmm. out of, like, Huts Yo. with a highway right over them, and dude, just like yeah. it, hmm. it's like they because like, other countries kind of like develop in a almost like linear in mm-hmm. a sense way. Like they don't get this until they achieve this, you know. Got it. Like you don't have um, hmm. like automobiles until you like conquered like mastering horses or something. Like that. You, you, you have this like theoretical logical progression of advancement. Yeah,
0: and you felt like you weren't seeing that there because there was this blend of like some of the things that didn't like, kind of yeah. blend well with having I mean, people without certain resources, but then you have like smog based on all these cars. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to say this is like a negative towards Bangkok. It's just more of like an
1: observation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm observing the world around me and it's like this city industrialized way faster than mm. infrastructure could allow, Dude, you know? Yeah. So it was this contrast of like two worlds living amongst themselves huh. whereas it's like extreme poverty. And then like, a five-star mall you know yeah
0: so that's interesting you bring that up i had a similar experience so i have had some time um my i was less than 26 i think i was only 20. <sighs> can't um, rent a car man but i was not renting a car <laughs> i was just being driven around shout out to um everybody with um in metro manila area <laughs> salvation army boom um but we were when we were in metro manila that was like To see kind of like what you said, like I had this feeling like there was like a world behind the world, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're at this hotel downtown and then we would, you know, be driving on the highway or doing these random tourist things that they had set scheduled for us. But then like our day programming would be in areas where it'd be like town, town, town and be like, ah, kind of like a, like a messy, busy street. And then like an alley behind that and just like this open up of like all of these people live back here. Yeah. And it's like. Or like you said, there was a flood that kind of had happened. So one of these kind of makeshift kind of like people call them like these like shanty kind of deals, like near this, the, like the mall of Asia, right? Like you Mm -hmm. said, this like massive monstrosity of, you know, kind of like this paragon of like industry and like commercialism that is next to this situation where these like people obviously can't access it, but then also... Yeah, it just seems like two worlds apart that are next door to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was bizarre. Fun. It was very yeah. bizarre. And yeah. they're just
1: like safety regulation. Safety regulation. Regulation. Mm. No, regulation. Regulation. Through a Z, right Z in there. there. Safety, regulation. regulation. Um, it was just, it was weird. I like mean, we were walking down the sidewalks and just like there's exposed wiring because it, it was yeah. like it's this mad rush to catch up with Dang. you know, modernization, mm-hmm. you know? But they didn't adapt. And again, it's not a fault of Bangkok. It's just like as someone who's, again, coming from Singapore, right. entering this environment, it's like, those are exposed electrical wires. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, as an is, engineer, I would advise against this. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So um, then what would you say is uh, your experience there? And like, how, one, how long were you in Bangkok surviving? It was like three to four days, okay. I think. Yeah. And then what would you say, like, any standout moments that were like, man... I knew that this was the worst trip at this moment. So
1: there is—I don't know the—I don't remember the name of it—but um, there is just this like open market kind of thing. Mm. Um, imagine like this really dense people build their own shelters to then sell you product kind of thing. Oh wow! Um, and it was like a city within the city. Of just walking around shoulder to shoulder in the heat. You know, again, imagine the humidity and, and, you know, density of Bangkok. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to like these little huts of Mm -hmm. people selling you merchandise at like, you know, absurd discounts. Because Mm -hmm. of the exchange rate. And, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of what it is. But like, I remember just walking around. And as someone, to give you a little background on myself. As someone who doesn't like crowds. Who doesn't Mm -hmm. like heat. Who doesn't like shopping. I'm that's, in Bangkok. In the most dense city in the three. world. <laughs> like, stars yeah, are line, Yeah. It, it's the worst possible scenario for me in, in all in all the categories
0: there. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I did not enjoy that mm. at all. So this at market all. was that moment. You were like, the stars are aligned. I'm officially giving yeah. up on Bangkok. Yeah. This is it.
1: And I, I'm trying to like... I guess put a visualization to how like large this market is. It wasn't just like a street. It was like imagine going to Millennium Park,
0: for example, mm-hmm. or I was like gonna say like a football field. I think that that's I something mean, everybody's like familiar with the yeah, size, yeah.
1: right? Even beyond, like imagine ten football fields. Like, yep. like this is thing is huge, wow. and it's just wall to wall little huts of people selling hmm. random product, whether it's like sunglasses or you know hmm. shirts they make. It was it was not not for me
0: for sure <laughs> it was not for me when he <laughs> said that to himself he knew he was on this work <laughs> yeah any tips you would give people who are going to bangkok anyway
1: <laughs> i mean i think if you're going to bangkok there is so there's this one road um in bangkok where it's, it's the nightlife road essentially oh, yeah. Yeah. um and we would go there every night uh right when the sun goes down and bangkok when the sun goes down becomes a much more Enjoyable experience, at least for me, just because it's not as hot. You know, there's less people it, out, got it, got less it. combustion in, in the atmosphere. The sun isn't killing you. There's a nice breeze, so yeah. it's like we're, we're chilling at like
0: 80, 90 like degrees. When the sun is away, it's yeah. time to yeah. play. It, it yeah. became far nicer. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, for my recommendation, and on that street, essentially, there, there's no like through traffic. So it's just like a dedicated street where people nice. get dropped off and, and walk. And it's all yeah. just like bars and restaurants and stuff. Sweet, man. So my recommendation would be to explore outside of Bangkok <laughs> during the day, like, uh, going on, you know, maybe there's some mm-hmm. hikes or, I mean, if you're comfortable in the thick rainforest jungle style environments of Southeast Brie Asia, mache. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, waterproof boots as well. Oh wow, And that's, that's something I actually learned in Singapore where, hmm. When rain comes, it comes hard and it comes
0: fast. Dang. Um, and you would want waterproof versus like something that is like going to leach the water out for you? Maybe. I mean, if, if, if you're comfortable I, with that. I think that, it's preference. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just That's, asking. I've nice. never been to Singapore, so I'm just asking. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just because like it started to rain and then it was like mm. we're in flood season right now. Got it. Because um, I mean, it's it's a rainforest. It's a tropical rainforest. I mean, yeah. it rains. It rains hard, and it a lot of water comes out. So it oh, um, rains. It pours. I guess be prepared for that. But then like the nightlife, so like enjoy the scenery of Thailand. Yeah, Bangkok, Thailand, or is it Taiwan? No, Thailand. And then enjoy Bangkok for the nightlife where it's bearable to actually (laughs) walk around in the city.
0: Well, maybe I'll keep that in mind for my next (laughs) trip to Bangkok. Or don't go. Or or just stay home. (laughs) Or just go to Singapore and think about Bangkok while you're Mm -hmm. loving that zoo. So we've heard about your worst trip, mm-hmm. but um not all things, you know, go bad. There's a there's a time for everything under the sun. So what uh what about your what about your best trip? Set the scene.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if I
0: have a best trip. So one of my more
1: memorable trips or you know, one that really stands out is like this was just a great time was San Diego. Okay. Believe it or not, yeah. <laughs> I
0: was there with Sarah. San Diego <laughs> There's some lines there I'm not going to quote, but sorry. Go ahead. We, we arrived
1: and just started walking to the city. Um, we, we arrived and we, were having, we had an Airbnb outside, of um, just in the suburbs of, of San Diego. And we walked and they had this huge giant park kind of in the middle of the, the city mm-hmm. um, that covers you know, a variety of you know, pools and baseball fields, soccer fields, ball fields, like whatever you would use for some curricular activity enjoying the outdoors like they had it in this park and as we got closer and closer to the city the park started becoming more industrialized like there was this Mm -hmm. museum and there was like other like buildings and offices inside the park and then just before like you enter the city it's the san diego zoo Mm. um and the san diego zoo is like notorious for being one of the best zoos in Mm. the world yeah Um, definitely famous for that and and just like exploring the zoo, I don't know if you've ever been. Yeah, actually, there.
0: I've actually been with one of my friends. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Eric, we did a trip. Uh, didn't plan on going there actually, <laughs> but that's a story for another time but I, I don't
1: know if you felt this way but when i was going through the zoo it felt like the animals weren't exactly confined it, it felt like we yeah, were especially more the confined. pandas yeah. especially the pandas yeah because they have like
0: huge space and you can kind of like go in and over their it spot was, yeah. it was just very cool from like the from the
1: other perspective like when you go to other zoos it's like here's an mm-hmm. animal here's its pen Got and it. you're like on a, on a line where you just look in yeah i remember walking in like even just the jaguar exhibit you would walk in and it was like the jaguar exhibit is to your right and to your left Mm -hmm. and above you. yeah, They had like these bridges that went over it and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it was like, it was just a totally different design that I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's
0: like they, I think the best zoos, there's another zoo in Illinois called uh, Wildlife Prairie Park. It's not perfect, but they kind of do that same thing. Mm -hmm. I kind of like to call it, um, as you said that, I got this mental picture of like aquariumizing the zoo, right? So make the zoo feel more aquarium-like to where you're in their habitat versus the other way around, Yeah, you know what I mean? And that was, I mean that was just a super cool
1: experience yeah. and I think like especially because there's this um, like chairlift over the zoo mm-hmm. where you get to ride and kind of like see the zoo from a top-down perspective mm-hmm. but you can't actually see anything because it's just this thick forest um, and as you're just above the trees it's like there's animals and you know people and just so much going down like below you and it was just so different you know I guess living in Illinois, where it's flat and there's not a lot of trees, <laughs> and like seeing. And where your zoos, uh, no, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, San Diego Zoo, awesome, sweet. Man. Um, and then like continuing, like going into the city, we just stumbled ap- upon like this cultural exhibit area, I guess,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where it's like imagine a road that has it's like the end of a cul-de-sac kind of thing. Okay. Right? Is that that's the word, right? Cul-de-sac, where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a dead end, kind and there's like and homes stuff. all around. Yep. So imagine that, but with like, I'd say like 30 homes or so, Um and they're like, not not essentially full-blown houses, but more like single homes of a specific culture. Oh, wow. So it was like Sweden and China and, you know, France and like every, like, I wouldn't say every, but like there's a lot of major nations, you know, representing. I mean, it was like culture. government.
0: It was like some kind of like embassies was- or... Like consulates yeah, or anything, yeah. or was it just more like a cultural exhibit? I, I, was, I think it was just strictly a cultural thing because okay. we would walk in and
1: then there would be like people manning these booths oh. that would be like, "Hey, let me tell you about our culture." You know, That's they're, they're like kind of immigrants from you know their respective cultures. They came here hmm. and then represented that booth. That's a cool move. I it was pretty like really sweet. Yeah, think about that, Chicago. <laughs> so you had this giant, like, vast, I guess, contrast of different cultures and stuff. Mm. And you got to experience all of them and talk to people and just kind of learn from them. For sure. Um, they gave out little goodies as well, which is really mm-hmm. sweet. Because like, we were walking all day and all of
0: a sudden it's like, hey, try our you know, Swedish cookies. There it know. is. Dude, this sounds super similar. So as a language teacher um, with like in the Noble Network, we do an event called iFest. International Fest mm, yeah. this is the same model but it's just our students are those people that's awesome so they like either research a space or they use their uh, travel abroad time from spring break or winter break to lead this part of iFest nice. so it's a cool that's cool that that is a reflective model like it's it's literally the same it was a really nice touch because we just got so much food
1: for free yeah. as well like <laughs> after that's... like walking all day and then walking in mm-hmm. like Meeting all these people, telling them about their culture, you know, and, like, learning different mm-hmm. stuff and, like, you know, what they've done to impact the world kind of thing. For sure. Um,
0: like Were there, country. like, performances there, too? Like, any, like, well, yeah. musical or artistic I'm glad expression? glad you that
1: up because um, every weekend
0: one of the, like,
1: respective cultures, like, basically did a, you know, toast of their culture where they brought music That's and they, like, really fed cool. a bunch of people and had, like, this big, like, taste yeah. of Puerto Rico, for example.
0: I'm going to definitely have to find this and put this in the show notes because this is... I mean, it's not only the lane of like I fast and your trip, mm-hmm. but if it's like the overall vibe of what I think is the best, right? Try new things, tell diverse stories, right? That was, so, that yeah. was a great time. I would,
1: I would highly recommend it. And mm-hmm. what was the best part is that we just kind of stumbled upon it. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't really have a plan, like going into San Diego. It was it's like, nice hey, let's insane. just walk into that direction. Rule so, like, number 59, don't <laughs> have a plan. So just like the first day... Walking all morning and we like see this culture center like oh, this is awesome You know, they just gave us a bunch of food. We met a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. We got to experience a bunch of new things That was crazy right. kept walking into, you know, San Diego and then they had this little pier that was having another festival and mm-hmm. you like walk in, And it's like hey have free drinks try our you know wings and stuff rule number one to travel always try new things And get free stuff.
0: Yes, because that's where it leads, bro. It's hundred percent. That's it. So like,
1: we didn't have like a a set meal yet, but like it's approaching dinner time, and at this point, we've already like snacked like throughout the day, you know. Um, So that was awesome. And then we like left the pier and then got on uh, a tandem bicycle. They just have (laughs) renting on on, like the boardwalk or whatever. We got to tandem bike around the boardwalk. They have an amazing like little Italy section for some mm. fantastic food. <laughs> I remember that the server came over with like the complimentary bread and, or bread and marinara sauce, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm set." Like this alone is enough to make me satisfied with the meal, and I haven't even, I haven't even ordered
0: yet. Yo. You know, it was just like it was just Worth so it. good. Yeah, did y'all make it out too? I, and I, I mean, the pronunciation <laughs> for this is it's all over the map. Um, is it La Jala or La Jolla? We went. Did you go? We did. Yeah. Did you get any close-ups with any um, the seals? Any of the seals? Any of the locals as yes. I was gonna call yes, them? Sir. Yes. Sir. Yeah.
1: So that was actually near the end of our trip, and then we walked along the beach. Was at eight miles to La Jolla. Wow. Something like that. So it was it was a a nice walk. I would say we walked cool. about five to six hours that day.
0: Dang. Yeah. Eric um, and I. We just parked. We just parked and walked over. Oh yeah. We saw. Many people making very interesting decisions, just like you see in Yellowstone, of people getting way too close to wildlife, treating wildlife like they're they're pets, and that is not true, right? This is not Disney World, that is not Mickey Mouse, you cannot get that close. So let's see here. What? So we arrived right here on the beach, where is this beach? Yeah, if you would, to show uh, yeah, yeah. show, show the camera and just so that we can see the app and everything. So I'd love to hear about this.
1: This app I have um, kind of tracks everywhere I've
0: traveled. So, I don't know. If, yeah, whatever, whichever one you want to show. Yeah, I can kind of see it there. Yeah. You, you kind of yeah, have good. like
1: a top-down view. Um, and that's kind of coming out of Chicago. But if I zoom into San Diego... You can see your foot travel. You can see like physically where we traveled to. And I don't know if you can... And what's the name of that? Yeah, fully, we got it. The app we have, or the app I'm using, is Fog of World. Fog um, of the World. And it tracks... Show notes. Just, like, turn it on, and it tracks where you've traveled. So, essentially, we, we land in the bottom left. We took an Uber there. And then we wot that entire thing. Um, and we get up to La Jolla, and sure enough, there's, like, what? Tons of...
0: Yeah, I mean, no, just droves of them, and they're, like, coming in, they're going out, mm-hmm. like, it's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are in the water. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to see the seal sea lions or whatever they are, right? Like, and kind of, like, just, I don't know. You, like, see those at, at least, um, I grew up in Peoria, Illinois, uh, when I was really young, um, before middle school and high school, and they had those at, um, the like, California seals or whatever, at um, the zoo, so I'm used to seeing them do these random tricks and all this stuff and being like on the other side of the glass and seeing the same ones on every school field trip for like all the years of middle school or, <laughs> or all the years of grammar school. Um, but then to see like like a thousand of them at once was kind of like, yo, these things are everywhere and they're just like cows, like sea cows, you know what I mean? They're just out there, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy to think that there's like, they're like the raccoons of California they're just there just <laughs> they're loaded, just there yeah. but <laughs> at I mean, least like, there,
1: yeah. it was just it's interesting that they still go back even though it's like so populated with humans yeah, it's know. like oh we're comfortable even with the yeah. humans being there
0: I wonder I what know. that is right I'm sure there's some kind of like migratory it's thing like instincts maybe yeah I mean it could be some kind of like tectonic plates like um, you know conspiracy you know no I'm just messing um, but I think that, yeah, there's gotta be a reason that uh, I'm sure we can't perceive, but that's really, that's really cool that you all got to see that. Any other, um, stellar spots that you saw on your trip to San Diego?
1: Wow. I mean, there is the gaslight district, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know, essentially the illumination process right, mm-hmm. of, of gaslighting and there's tons of bars and breweries it's and a really restaurants, cool are yeah. yeah. cool. Um, yeah. We went to the beach, you know, there's a little mm-hmm. ferry that takes you to, um, I forget what island it is, or I don't even know if it's an island or it's a peninsula or something, but mm-hmm. regardless, we took a ferry, which was kind of cool. We got to just go to the beach, walked along that a little bit.
0: Yeah. When we were there, we did the Gaslight District as well. <clears throat> uh, it was cool to, like, not only walk through that area, but we were there during Bike to Work Week, so they had their, like, bikes and they were trying out, like, uh, Lime scooters and stuff, and, like, everything was free nice because they were trying to get people to ride them and then the bikes they were trying to like get people to like ride to work so we ended up doing two things that were really awesome we biked around all all over there so we got to see a lot more really quickly Mm -hmm. and then the other part is that we took some time to um download uh, i think it's called big city um like a scavenger hunt so we did a scavenger hunt throughout that area so we learned random tidbits of history and things like that in that gaslight district area So it was like a super memorable way to like spend a midday because it's like certain things weren't open yet that we wanted to do or we were kind of like just passing through. Um, So it was Mm -hmm. a great way to spend an afternoon. For sure. sure. For For sure. sure.
1: Um, I think the last thing we did in San Diego was go to the Midway Museum.
0: Okay.
1: um, Which is, it's an aircraft carrier just right on the coast mm-hmm. and you get to go and explore the aircraft carrier and Damn. see like all the airplanes, like the history of the Battle of Midway and mm-hmm. you know the impact of uh, World War Two. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, as a history buff myself, I thought it was like super interesting, super big. enjoyable. I um, would highly recommend. I mean, I could spend, we were there for two hours, I could spend like five, You could have. Yeah, if you would've been by yourself, you would've like been. Like every detail I wanted to read about. <laughs> and then like along the way, they gave you the, like this little walkie talkie where you can kind of like listen to different instances along like, mm. um, you know, pilots. Like I went up to like a, what was it? Like a Wildcat uh, mm-hmm. airplane. And like the pilot would, that flew the airplane in World War II was then like being interviewed and then you could like listen to their thoughts. Like, hey, this is, you know, my plane. This is how I flew it
0: and stuff. Whoa, that's really cool. It that's was a nice, really cool. nice touch. For um, sure. Would you say that that was the moment then that you knew <clears> that that was your best trip, or was there another moment? Man, I mean, just the first the first day to the last day was just
1: uh, there wasn't a bad day in in, in San Diego. I mean, Respect,
0: like, dude, that's cool.
1: The food was enjoyable, like nice. the tacos there. I mean, you're right out next to Mexico. There's a lot of like Mexican mm. influence, so you had like fantastic tacos. Cool. Um, I went to Little Italy where I had you know, amazing Italian food. Mm. Um, something that stood out. I mean, the weather was fantastic. It in never Somedio. rains in Southern
0: California. is as,
1: as, as well as like, I don't know about you guys, but we didn't have any traffic at all. Like getting to and from, is a, it's a city, it's a dense city. I'm expecting some type of traffic at all.
0: Didn't have anything. It had a very suburb feel mm-hmm. to a like big city amenities. That's an interesting aspect, right? It's like <clears throat> the layout and like, Kind of the congestion, like you didn't feel like it was the stress of, of city, city life, but it had the amenities. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, I appreciate you for joining us, uh, giving us a little download on your best trip, worst trip. For more best trip, worst trip, Follow us on Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube page at Curate Curiosity. And remember, always finesse that like button. Have a great day.